podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting that bell icon so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Um, videos going up daily, sometimes two, three times a day. Loads of great fans. We're in a different venue. I'm just going to spin my uh, my webcam around so you can see. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it in the London Stadium. There we go. Um, and we're with Gary Stewart. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm very well, Ross. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. How's uh, how's lockdown treating you? Um, well, we've been busy actually, Ross, because um, I work in school meals. I'm a I'm a caterer, so we've been um, on the front line feeding kids whose parents are probably on the front line working in hospitals and other emergency services. And so, yeah, we've been we've been really reasonably busy. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, it's been a busy time. Yeah, I can imagine so. I can imagine so. I mean, schools schools technically break up this week, don't they? I think. Yeah, some some today and some next Tuesday, and some are some are going to be working all the way through. Oh wow! Um, you know, because again, we we've still got to feed those workers, um, kids, because um, if the kid and, and some of the kids are going to still come to school and do games and football and. And things like that. So that's how it's going to pan out. Yeah. Well, it ha- is, is what it is, isn't it? And obviously, it's a great thing you're doing in terms of providing those for the um, for the carers and stuff as well, the frontliners. It's it's a brilliant thing. So um, thank you, Gary. Thank you for feeding the kids. <laughs> so so the first question I always ask everyone is is whether it's a player or whether it's a fan is why West Ham. Why is it your club, Gary? I'm not detecting a Cockney twang in your accent. That's why. You're absolutely not. I've got I've got no connection. I've got no dad influence, no grandparents, absolutely nothing. And I kind of feel that West Ham picked me, Russ, rather than the other way around. Um, I watched the 66 World Cup. Yeah. Um, my mum gave me some memorabilia. Obviously, Bobby Moore was my hero from, from that. And I followed I followed them back to West Ham. Um, I had no idea where the East End was. I had no idea about anything apart from I just wanted to be a West Ham fan. And, you know, I had this fabulous kit. I was the only kid in school. My mum had to search for it. You know, you couldn't buy those kind of things in, in East Lancashire. You can tell with my accent. Um, and, and, and yeah, I kind of picked the team from, from there. And, and, and the only West Ham family I've got is the hundreds and hundreds of fantastic people that I've met and I've got this massive West Ham family, yeah. Northern Hammers, the Northern Hammers Club, Scandinavian Hammers, and then um, when the internet started, Upton Park Life brought me lots of new friends. So the internet's been fantastic. But in the early days, the only the only thing I ever got was a little snippet in the back of the Daily Mirror was <laughs> either West Ham won or got beat. You know. Yeah. That was oh, it. Fantastic, and you're right. I mean, it's the whole community, the whole West Ham family. Even more so has been exemplified in the last four months, isn't it? Really, because everyone seems to have kept the banter going and kept everyone's spirits up. Um, particularly with no live football, but just in general, you know, a lot of people are on their own or housebound, and as you said, people like the you know, Upton Park life and all the Facebook groups that West Ham do and the Twitter yeah. stuff. It's brilliant. It's lovely to see. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, tonight I'm, I'm scheduled in with some of the stop hammer guys and different people, and, and we'll watch the game by Zoom. We'll have a yeah. beer together, and 
it, there's a bit of banter and it feels like you're at the game. It's as close as we're going to get to it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. No, I, I'm the same. I've been invited. I've had about three, three Zoom invites. Uh, two YouTube watch-alongs, and I try and dip in. So if we're winning, I'll be dipping in more often. But if I'm not, I don't. I don't go in there at all. So we're hoping. So hopefully, we, we you know I'll be dipping in quite a lot today. I'm I'm, a bit, I'm very um, confident about today's result, but uh, we won't talk about too much about it because this won't be going out until after the results. So I don't want to seem like an idiot, but uh, we'll see what happens tonight. See what happens tonight. Yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. But uh, you know, obviously, since then, you know. Since, since obviously the the sixty six World Cup onwards, there must be lots of memories, like dear memories in your in your mind and in your heart about you know West Ham in terms of you know the family, the community. You know, any of them come to mind when you when you think uh, about it? Yeah, but you know, I mean, obviously, you think about this before you before we speak. Yeah, and there's lots. I mean, there's a there's a memory of my first West Ham game was a neighbour who wasn't keen on me being a West Ham supporter. So, but he, he was an Evertonian. So he took me to an Everton game, early 70s. We got beat 2-1. But my memory is I got to see Jeff Hurst score a goal. He scored a penalty and he didn't matter. And, and I think that set the die for me as a West Ham supporter, going home happy. But the other thing that happened on that day was the they opened the gates early and a lot of skellies came in, young lads. Um, and I had a scarf on, um, and I got it stolen off me, and they burst my nose, got a bit of a beating. So I, I learned that day that football wasn't all <laughs> the niceties. Um, you know, there was there was another element to it. But fair play, a couple of scousers chased these kids up the road, got my scarf back, and stuck it up my, my jumper and said, don't get that out until you get on to London. I was thinking, I'm going on to London. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first game. Um, lots and lots and lots of uh, games. I mean, I even I even had the audacity once. My mum gave me some money to go shopping when I was a kid, um, and it was it was it was an FA Cup game, January, and I thought I could go to London on this. I've never even been to London in my life, um, and off I went. <laughs> I went. I, I went and bought a ticket. Uh, from the turnstile, went in, rang my mum from the phone box afterwards, and she said, where the hell are you? I didn't even know how the tube works. I mean, I got to Euston train station and said to somebody, I'll do it up to West Ham. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was memorable. And then I was thinking I, I'm on, on one of them, um, one great game was obviously the Ipswich game. I, I dug the programme out. Yeah. And I very, very nearly never went to that. And there's a certain reverend on here. And I, he, he told me at the time that I shouldn't mention it, but he, he got tickets to the director's box. And he found out that I hadn't got tickets. And I ended up in the director's box for that fantastic Ipswich game where we took the roof off the place. Oh, amazing. What an amazing day that was. You know, you're right. And, and it's lovely when you... It, all the stories, and I think it's a fantastic story about just getting on a train and getting to Euston. <laughs> like Paddington yeah. Bear. Like that. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. yeah. Off to West Ham, how do we get there? <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. And it's, and it's true. And I mean, you know, it, it, as you said, you know, despite the fact, you know, you're not geographically close, close to the club, 
you still get that because of the internet and because of the community. It's just one big family, isn't it? And it's so true what everyone says about it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing about... And I'm so pleased that, you know, me and West Ham kind of chose each other because yeah. so many so many fantastic friends and, and, and people. And, you know, I've only, I've only ever come across a, a couple of West Ham players, that, uh, sorry, fans who got a bit narked that I was a northerner. I'm, I'm, I remember once, you know, when we went to Italy and we played that team in pink, I went all the way to Italy. Uh, <laughs> Palmeiro. Yeah, Palmeiro. And um, some guys really took exception to me being a northerner because – I took a northern a northern supporters banner and put it up, and they got a bit. And then all these other guys came, and you know there was a few f words passed between all of that, and the flag stayed. <laughs> exactly, and that's what it's about. And it's incredible because obviously you know you're part of the Northern Hammers, as you said, the Scandinavian Hammers, and all the different fan groups in the states. Um, yesterday, I had the privilege of talking to Addy from the Indian Hammers. And right. honestly, it's like, it, I think I was a bit naive to everything in terms of the fan base, how big it is outside of London and Essex, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and it's incredible, absolutely incredible. The lengths is, I mean, I'm, we're going to be posting the, um, the Indian one very shortly, actually. Um, because I think it's it's a fantastic story. You know, you talk about, you know, struggles and, you know, and is it the Upton Park life and the Stop Hammer Time cruise. This bloke trying to get Indian-based West Ham fans. Honestly, the, the lengths he's gone to, it's, it's incredible. But it's part of the West Ham family. And everyone, you know, uh, doesn't matter where they are in Bangalore or Vegas or Lancashire, you know, everyone supports the same club. I mean, this is the, this is, I feel weird. This is the first interview I haven't worn a West Ham shirt for. But, you know, I don't I don't wear colours when I'm working here. But um, oh, it's uh, it's really weird, but it's true. Everyone wears – everything that connects it is that badge on your shirt, isn't it? It's, it's crazy when you think about that. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's so much love for the club. Mm. Um, and, you know, all the hard times that we've been through and all the promises and, you know, um, but it's, it's the people. It's the people. Yeah. No, it is, it is indeed. And that's obviously what we do. So, we obviously, we find out about your journey and your memories, but then we do this 11 um, and the Hammers 11, and uh, everyone has their own individual Hammers. Now, I believe we have a slightly slightly interesting thing for your one, Gary. I thought, you know, because I've watched lots of these, and yeah. you know, lots of players have come up, and I thought, why don't I do a, a Northern Hammers, but artistic license, because obviously <laughs> it's, it's a bit difficult. So Wales counts, yeah. uh, Scotland, um because my last name's Stuart, and so there's there's a number of great Scottish players that have played for us. So I kind of tried to make it a Hammers eleven. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's it's funny. We had a we had Irish Tommy on the other day, and and he tried to do it an Irish eleven, and he got stuck at ten, and then uh because obviously he had to have seen them as well. So it's like it's really even harder. Um, and then as soon as he stopped recording. He thought of another 15. <laughs> it's like the pressure was off. And he was like, oh, I forgot about David Kelly. I forgot about, I don't know, you know, he's, uh, I could have put Declan Rice at, at centre half and then, but yeah, I love it. It's, it's brilliant. And I think, yeah, I mean, I did, I did another one uh, just of all Scottish players and I was going to call it the Iron, the Iron Brew. <laughs> so that might be something that somebody wants to follow through with. I'll come back to you, Gary, when I'm when I'm, when I'm uh, struggling for people. But no, that's really 
Right, let's get this Northern Hammers 11 up. Who's in goal for the Northern Hammers? I've gone for Bobby Ferguson because yeah. he was my first keeper. Um, and there's always lots of talk about um, when Phil Parts came in and obviously Bobby Bobby was then let go because of that. And we all know the, the fantastic fee that we paid for Phil Parks, and he is one of my favourite keepers. But Bobby was actually the most expensive goalkeeper in the world when he came to us. 65k, you know. Um, so I think that story always gets lost because the yeah. the, the next one along took took that. Um, and the other thing I found out about him, you know, because we all do research on these players, I didn't realise that when he when he was in the reserves and wasn't playing like because there was Mervyn Day as well of, of his time. He actually played on the wing in reserves, which I think is kind of like that Les Sealy thing, isn't it? <laughs> Played on the wing with with keepers. So yeah, uh, Bobby Ferguson, obviously Scottish, yeah. um, but but my first keeper of following West Ham back, so yeah. I, I put him in the pegs. Yeah, no, and, and, and funny, I, I I didn't really know much about Bobby Ferguson until the other day I interviewed um, Richard Digest. Um, so, yeah, and he spoke of Bobby Ferguson. And the reason, and because obviously we signed him from Hibernian. Hibernian, yeah. And part of the deal was um, to have a testimony, uh, an exhibition match, West Ham versus Hibernian. And he, and he turned out for Hibernian. Uh, right. And in 1955, whenever it was, and uh, he let in seven goals, <laughs> and he came, and he came out in all red. He, you know, keepers were yellow or green, and he looked like a pillar box. Richard was saying, and uh, let in seven goals. And so, uh, yeah, bless him, he, he tried, but he didn't start very well for him there. But um, yeah, no, it's funny. All these stories are coming out. Playing on the wing, absolutely fantastic. You know, as you said, Les Sealy and. David James obviously did it as well, didn't he? Going up front and... Oh, it's yeah. lovely. I love the yep. stories. I'm okay. Say that. Yeah. okay. No, go on. You was going to say, man. No, I just think it's funny West Ham and keepers play, play in outfield positions. Yeah. But it's the other way around as well. You know, I remember Julian going in goal. Um, Bobby Moore went in goal, I believe, uh, when he needed to. And uh, no, I love it. It's, it's, it's a fantastic... It's fantastic listening to all these stories. Um, so we put Bob, Bobby Ferguson in. Uh, let's go for your next play. You, you go as you as you go through the team sheet as you want to. Well, I've got I've got Alvin Alvin Martin. Yeah. Um, I picked Alvin um, because you know I would I'd love to pick Alvin for tonight's game if yeah, if that yeah. would play you know and and the number of games he played for us and he was he was always one of those players as you as as I followed West Ham. Through the seventies, he was he picked himself, didn't he? You know, yeah. practically constantly all all the time, and he was just in that magical team for me when football and, and, and banter at school was, you know, he was and as and as hard as nails as well at times, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, Alvin, Alvin Martin, yeah, and he's and he's one of those ad- adopted cockneys, isn't he? Really, he still lives around the area. Um, Hasn't lost his accent despite being in London for so many years. Still a scouser, but yeah. you're right; he's a fantastic. And he'll, he'll probably be here today. He'll probably be covering one of the. He usually is actually. He usually sits over there. Um, so yeah, he'll be here, but he won't be uh, on the pitch. I know what you mean. A few of those, uh, a few of those eighty and eighty-six boys we could do with um, next couple of games. That's for sure. All right, yeah. Alvin's in. Uh, who's next? Okay, so going across, I picked James Collins. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's Welsh, but if ever you wanted a player on the park um, to do a job for you, I remember. Oh, excuse me, I'll just switch that off. Um, I remember an away game at Liverpool when Suarez was on fire, and um, you know the cop was was just convinced he was going to score at any minute, and James had him in his pocket all game. It was just it was just magical to watch, you know. And when you were you were down at the end, and all all the Mickey Mouses were giving you, and it was just you know we were singing back to them, and 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 James just we just kept looking around and laughing at us. But another another little side story: uh, this season when we played West Brom, I I took a client and we did some of the corporates, um, and James was in corporate with Carlton Cole, and then James came out with his family wife and kids and obviously it was a bit cold for them so they went back inside and he said can I come and join you boys so we sat and we were watching the game with James Collins and when you sit with a player a professional footballer you realize you know nothing about football (laughs) for what you see as a fan he was seeing a completely different game and he would point I'm not going to mention who he pointed out but he would say see that guy there say yeah he's not a footballer yeah and I'd look at him and I'd go, really? Yeah. And, he, and then he would tell me why he wasn't a footballer. So I'm just, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to embarrass him and say <laughs> who he yeah, said. Yeah. But it was just to sit with a guy like that as, as, as a professional. And obviously from the position that he played, he just sees a game very different to me yeah. or probably a lot of fans. And I felt, I felt very humble and walked away thinking, what do I know? <laughs> What an, ex- what an experience that's a fantastic you know, such a unique experience yeah yeah and he was lovely afterwards you know he made sure that i got my program signed and he came over and spoke to to my client who had, who'd come down who was retiring from work so lovely man oh, lovely brilliant yeah and he's a, lo- a lovely guy isn't he? and again you know a- adopted cockney you know in another one and he just gets the club and the club love him and I think even more so the second spell he came when he came back, he yeah. seemed to be more more Alvin Martin esque. You know what I mean? He was like more rugged and uh, and just matured and yeah. And, uh, no, I loved him. I loved him. Okay, I, I think I think on that second time back, I think he embraced the fans more, yeah. Um, yeah. and 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 knew that he was absolutely loved and 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 loved us back. And I think that was that's all part of being a West Ham player, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's all we want. That's all we need. That's all we need. We're in 100%. That's all we've got to do. Um, okay, so Collins is in. Who's next? Ah, now this is this is an interesting one because I picked Bobby Moore. Obviously, <laughs> because well, I'm a West Ham fan, but, you know, uh, you know, all everybody's going to go, he's from Barking. He's happy. He can't be. Well, here's, here's the story. So when I was a kid, I had a neighbour who used to take me to Blackburn Rovers, and I hated going. I hated them. I was a hammer. And she she made me do the really indignant thing of crawling under the turnstile so she didn't have to pay for me. To me, I, that was really indignant. I had to go on my knees to watch Blackburn Rovers. So <laughs> I, I, I absolutely I absolutely despised them. But every other week she would take me, and, and she gave up after about a season. And so why why is Bobby there? You know, so I, there's me, a kid living in Blackburn. I, I love West Ham. So what happens is, by a real twist of fate, 
On the 14th of May 1977, Bobby Moore came back as a Fulham player and played his very last professional game at Ewood Park. And I felt that Bobby had come back for one game for me, <laughs> even though he was in a Fulham shirt. So he's a he's a he's an honorary West he's an honorary Northern West Ham supporter just for playing his very last game at Ewood Park. So that's why Bobby bought there. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. No, I love it. It's so brilliant. I love the I love the poetic justice and license that we got. It's brilliant. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, right. and, over, and over on the other side, I've gone for Ray Stewart. Yeah. Um, I mean again, another one of those players that went through that period, um, you know, late seventies in, into the eighties. Um and probably him and him and Alvin would would pick each other. They were all, they always seemed to be in the team. It was, it was you know, they were, they were great days and some great games there. Oh, definitely. And as you said, it was just a team which, to be fair, was picked itself. To be fair, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. It was back then. Yeah. And and just, just amazing to see, and also how like all those players like Ray Stewart and people like that, just so like down to earth and and so like open and kind and yeah, you know, they're just lovely blokes. They're all lovely guys. And I, I think um, I, I've watched I've watched a lot of these uh, back, and I think the thing that everybody says is is that they all still ring each other, they're all still buddies. That doesn't happen today, you know. But they're all, yeah. you know, they were all from that certain period of mm. time at West Ham. So yeah, definitely, yeah. Mister. Yeah, is it okay? Who's next? Right, so I'm going to go from this side, and I pick Pop Robson. I mean, Pop Robson was just an absolute star for me when I was a kid. He always seemed to score. Um, and I always thought he was... Because at that time when I was at school, a lot of kids supported Man United. Mm. And, you know, Bobby Charlton had a bald head and scored a lot of goals. And Pop Robson had a bald head and scored a lot of goals. <laughs> I, mean, I just thought he was always my Pop Robson, you know. And when I used to check the Daily Mirror, you know, it would used to say, you know, Brian Pop Robson, you know, scored, you know. Um, and, and and the other interesting thing from the from the Norwich game last wasn't he one of the last players to score there for us in a win or something? I think I heard somebody say, mm. yeah. But you know, a prolific goal scorer um, and just one of those legendary West Ham players. So and another Northerner. <laughs> yes, another Northerner. And you're right. I think he gets a little bit lost. A lost in the. In the wash, so to speak, Pop Robson does, I think. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's great about this channel. These players are getting a new, I don't know, audience, you know, a new, a new sort of shout out, so to speak. And it's, it's lovely to see. All right. Pops in. Who's next? Um, a Scouser again, um, Kevin Nolan. Um, I mean, I was living at the time when we, when we went up, um, and I, I was living around people who who schooled him, uh, so I got a good insight in, into him. But I think Nolan came in at a time where we were absolutely rudderless from the previous captain. I think we'd lost the dressing room, mm. and he came in and he he reinvented us for us. He you know he gave us a backbone and a and a spine, and you know ever indebted to him for that period of time uh you know i know a lot of people go oh yeah well he was an Allardyce and but you know 
for what he did for us in that period of time. He gave us some metal back. He gave us, you know, and he and you could tell that the nonsense had gone out the dressing room when he came. So um, yeah, has has to be Kerry Nolan. Yeah, you're totally right. And scored some great goals and uh, that fantastic goal celebration. You know what? <laughs> I, I I can't believe Antonio hasn't done it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Norwich. He'd scored his fourth goal. He could have just gone straight over there and done that. And it would have been absolutely brilliant. And I don't know why he hasn't done it yet. It's made for him to do. But, um, obviously, it's great that he's here as well. You know, I just think he has brought this extra bit of steel to that sort of management team. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and I mean, you saw the, the, the impact he made. When I think I think it was the Southampton game was the first game he was in. He was with Boise, and uh, it just gives another voice and a, a, maybe a younger voice as well, um, which is important. But um, no, I'm a big fan of Nolan's. Fantastic, one of our best captains in my era that I've seen. I think, at West Ham. Yeah, and I think younger players like Declan can, you know, because he's here, I've got so much to learn from him. You know, he can. You know, so that's that's great. Yeah. All right, Kevin's in. Who's next? I've gone for Bish, Bish Bosch, Bishop. Love Bishop. <laughs> Honestly, I love the man. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he was just one of those free-flowing players, you know, whenever he got the ball at his feet, you, you just always thought something was going to happen with him. And yes. you know, just got memories of just tearing up people. And, you know. He's just, and he's, he was part of that era for me, which was my favourite era. Um, it just that... You know him, and that he represents the era of him and Mad Dog and Mox yeah. and all that. Lot. It was just like I just, I just think it's a, it was a lovely era because that was probably the last era I can think where West Ham players or football in general, the players are relatable. You know, I, I mean, I. I have seen Bish in the pub, you know, and I have seen Monks, and but I haven't seen Sebastian Haller or, or. Lanzini in the local weather spoons, or you know, it's just a different, different generation now. You know, it's like different. Again, just just on that, you know, being a Northern Hammer. Oh, you know, Norm, a guy called Norman Collins used to run it, and Liam now runs it, which you've you've done with. But we were very privileged that we got to meet the team once a year, up until about Allardyce coming in, and yeah. um, you know, so one away game we got to meet the players. So that was a great insight as well. And Harry stood at the bar holding court and buying everybody a, a drink. and um, So so we were privileged. So sometimes not being down in love, we got some little extra privileges, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I get, that makes total sense. Right, okay. Uh, Bish Bosch is in. Who's next? Snoddy. Snodgrass. Oh, I love him. You know. Oh, man. I, yeah, what a man. You know, and, you know, there's a number of things. He's a fantastic player. Um, I'm, I'm half hoping he's, he's, he's on the team sheet tonight. If not, I'm really hoping he's on the Villa team sheet because I've got I've got this romantic idea that we're going to be held to the wire tonight, and it's going to go to the Villa game. And I think he's going to go 77 minutes in, and Snelly's going to pop one in, and he's going to run to the halfway line, look at the director's box, and point to his name on the back of the shirt and say, "I've just saved you 300 million." Yeah. <laughs> Especially the way that he, he got treated off certain people that will yeah. be sat on that. But I just got that. I, I'd love that to happen, whether whether it does or not. 
Um, I mean, he, he's got to play against Villa because they absolutely loved him at Villa, but I think he's going to come out and I think he's going to take the game to them. So I really hope that he's fit for the Villa game. And, and, and obviously... When, until Bowen, like in the last two games, it's like we've desperately missed his set pieces, you know. And although, although Bowen seems to have found this left foot and can like do a, an amazing corner, but that was snotty when he curled these corners in, particularly down in this corner. You'd see him curl them in, um, and he just—I mean, I, I think honestly, if we'd had him in the last few games, I don't think it would have been so close to the wire because I just think. You can see how the team sorts out. You've got Suchek, you've got Rice and one other. And sometimes I think Snoddy in that one other role would just run and run and run. And that's what we need now. It's not about... It's about commitment. And I think he brings it every game. And He does. He does. And that's that's all you ever ask for from a West Ham player is is, is that commitment. You know, um, There's so many games that we've all been to that we've lost badly, but... The team have been committed in certain players, and you walk away with that. Yeah. Um, so, and and Snoddy's one of those players. Yeah, no, totally. No. Yeah, it's a good shout. Okay, up front then. It, it, it's, who are we going to get the goals for this team then, Gary? Well, it's going to be McAvenny, hasn't it? You know, picking picking a uh, a Scottish player. So it's 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 Frank, and it, and and he had everything. You know, I mean, prolific goal scorer, playboy off the park. You know. He was everything you would want as a as a young lad of a, a forward to be. Um, and some of the goals that he scored for us were just incredible, you know. Um, he was he had a great partnership. So, uh, And the other thing, um, I've got a slight connection as well, because um, his first team was St Mirren. And I've got an uncle, you know, because half of my family is... He's Scottish. Yeah. Uh, and my uncle played for St. Marin as a forward oh, wow. and, and was a prolific goal scorer. So uh, there's a little bit of a sort of connection with, and that's why I had to put Macaveni in that team. Yeah. 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 And as you said, he's an absolute gentle guy. Yeah. An amazing, a beautiful, beautiful personality. You know, And it's funny because you know how we always say, you know, that footballers always play golf all the time. Um, he does. He actually does. You know, literally, when I tried to organise the interview with him, every time I called him, he's either on the golf course, coming back from the golf course, or he had a shit round and didn't want to talk because he had a shit round. And, you know, it's just, it's so true what they say. And, uh, oh, no, I love him. I absolutely, I, more, so much time for the man. Uh, he, you know, it's, it's it, it can, at times, it feels quite, it can be quite intimidating interviewing your, your heroes, really. Um, and for him, it was just like talking to a mate. It really right. was. And he just put you at ease. And we had a giggle. And we must have, must have chatted for about two and a half hours. Wow. And I kept saying, look, can we start recording, Frank? Because I want to keep some of this. Because you're going to say it again. You go, ah, oh, say it a million times. I don't care, you know. But um, no, lovely guy. Right. Okay, Frank's in. Who's the final piece to this Stuart Pie? Well... Um, I know that they're not too far away from me. Ashton on the line, and you know, an absolute hero, not just of West Ham, but of of the '66 squad. Jeff Hurst, yeah, you know, the only the only man to score left, right with his head in in a World Cup. He was part of the Holy Trinity, part of the Greenwood setup. You know, um, and I just learned something this morning. He, he, Mid '60s. 
he didn't he didn't play at the start of the season because he was playing cricket. And apparently, he nearly became a professional cricket. As soon as I found that out today, you know, I, I learned. And, 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 and again, he didn't come to us as a forward, no. you know, um, but has become, you know, a national treasure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, my first game of seeing him score was at Everton. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter that we got beat as long as I saw <laughs> my first score. Um, and that, that memory will be will be there but other other fantastic goals and you know but yeah yeah what can you say about him what what can you say i i had i had a wee in the toilet next to him once <laughs> yeah that's my claim to fame that's my claim to fame it was uh in between sir jeff hurst and sir clive woodward and i was in the middle like a rose between two thorns some may say um but uh no, brilliant, brilliant man, and then again, a lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy, and um, you're right. It, it, he, I mean, looking, I've been watching a lot more older football recently because more of research. You know, listening to guys like yourselves talking about these players so nicely, and uh, yeah, he scored some some fantastic goals. Yeah, absolutely fantastic goals. Yeah, and it's just part of that magical thing that I think will will live on from time immemorial. You know, it will it will always be be remembered. It was nice when we were at the old ground to go to the museum and see both Jeffs, Martins, and and, and Bobby's medals all all together. You know, the World Cup medals. And you look at that as a West Ham fan, and you think, wow, no team's ever done that, and and, and that's a little bit specialness, isn't it? Mm. I mean, we'll always have that. It's not we'll what, happens, what league we're in, we'll always have that, you know. And I think uh, I mean, again, again, living in, you know, I just recently lived in Liverpool for ten years, and again, you know, you would go previous to the sixth uh, European Championship, you know, the Scousers would go and wind you up that they'd won five, and just West Ham boys singing back, "We won the World Cup, we won the fucking World Cup." <laughs> There's no comeback from What can is that what you can say, Gary? Is that what you can say? Yeah, you're right, and it's 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 totally true. Um but we will always have that. We've always got it in our pocket, haven't we? Absolutely. Listen, Russ, I hope it's a fantastic game. You know, you're there. Um I hope I hope you have a great game tonight. I hope we get those three points. It'll be magical if we do. I don't want to go to the wire and be biting my nails and all those what ifs. So let's 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 put it to bed tonight. Let's put it to bed tonight. Let's put it to bed tonight. We'll have a good game. We'll have, a, you know, whatever happens, we're we're West Ham, aren't we? We just carry on, and it is what it is. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Gary. I really really appreciate your time. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff. Um, and for me and Gary, take care. See you all soon. And come your eyes, come your eyes. Let's get it to done. So. Cheers, everyone. See you. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.